Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, The Legend of Zelda, and more like Metroid, Brad Racer. And you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. Um, first off, I've had a couple of people ask if I was going to pick up the latest Pokemon game. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the newest Pokemon game, well, new is kind of subjective. It actually is a remake of an older one, but uh, just came out and I've heard very, very, very good things about it. But I've also heard very good things about all of the other Pokemon games, and their sheen has just kind of worn off for me, and I'm just not interested in them anymore. I, I ended up picking up Pokemon either Sword or Shield, I can't remember which one, and I picked up a, one for me, one for my son, and I uh, ended up giving him my copy too, so he ended up having sword and shield because I just was bored. I found it to be very, very boring, which is is too bad because it has good RPG mechanics, but I think it's possible that maybe my tastes are just changing and it's just something that I'm not interested in these days. But that being said, uh, for those of you who are interested in Pokemon, I've heard nothing but good things about the the remake of um of those old games. And so if that's something that you're looking forward to, then, you know, definitely check that out myself. I'm not really interested in that, but I am interested in the Pokemon game that's coming out next year. That's Pokemon legends, Arceus or Arceus. I don't know how to say it. Uh, I think that game looks really, really interesting. And it's the, it's the first real departure in my opinion, from the extremely formulaic, um, retread of the same thing over and over that is Pokemon. So that one I think is compelling and interesting, and it's probably one that I'm going to pick up at some point. Uh, but I did not end up picking up the most recent um, uh, remake version of Pokemon. However, if you did, let me know why I'm wrong. Uh, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you, may I help you? And in Seattle, at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. Now, in our community Discord, uh, there was a conversation that happened about Nintendo, and it, it definitely sparked my interest, and I was really in, enjoying reading the back and forth between people as they were discussing this topic. Uh, it all came because uh, Nintendo has recently announced that the, the final, quote-unquote, free update for Mario Golf Super Rush is now live and then we have all of the patch notes and essentially it has a couple of new courses and a couple of new players and nothing super interesting thereof. But if you have Mario golf super rush, then Hey, you got more stuff and that's cool. Um, but then inside out, well, or not inside out. Then filthy said something very interesting here. He says, looks like Mark, Mark, looks like Mario golf got its last free update last night. 
two new playable characters, two new courses, two new modes, bringing it to where it should have been at launch. And my immediate reaction is, yeah, I totally agree with that. That's where it should have been at launch. Now, keep in mind, this is coming from somebody who did not pick up um, Mario Golf Super Rush because while I heard the gameplay itself was really good, the depth was pretty shallow and there just wasn't a lot of content there. And at the time, that told me, you know what, I, I don't feel like I want to take a chance on buying a $60 game in the hopes that they will complete it uh, down the line. And I think that the, a lot of people uh, were with me on that. A lot of people felt that same way. And so uh, I don't know how well that particular game sold, but I think I, I don't hear people talking about it very often. So I'm assuming it didn't sell super well because of those initial reviews of saying this game is either not, not necessarily incomplete, but um, lacking in the depth department. And I agree with that. And uh, maybe it is now complete with all the different modes and features and characters that it has. But I'm kind of with Filthy here where this is what it should have launched at. And I know, you know, there's the pandemic and maybe that was in a big impact on this. But at the same time, they did not have to ship the game when they shipped it. They could have just held it held on to it until it was where it is now. Um, but that's just one side of the coin. Inside Out responded to Filthy. And here's here's what they had to say. They said, I think maybe your expectations are off. Just because games used to have a feature complete at launch for technical reasons, it's not necessarily wrong that they aren't now. It's different if things are broken, but free updates to add the game I'm sorry, to add to the game over a six-month period that lets it get to an acceptable state for $60 upfront cost seems like a reasonable way to keep players engaged. Um, people that would rather wait until the game is complete enough can do so, and people that want earlier access can do so as well. It's no excuse for releasing a broken game, but I think that it's reasonable to have a release schedule the way Mario Golf did it, considering every update was free and it was fun from the start. The alternative would be that it would wait until now to release it, and I think that it would have been worse. Unless they had everything done already, but I'm still not sure it would have been better to release it in its quote-unquote complete state right away, except for physical. Physical definitely changes that discussion. But as we move away from physical towards digital more and more, I do think that we may need to reconsider our expectations." And boy, that is an argument that is really well thought out and hard to argue with. Like, let's think about it. I, as the as the user who exercised my right to say voting with my wallet and not buying the game, I didn't buy the game. And it's not like I'm running out of games to play. Uh, there's tons and tons of games to play right now. But I didn't buy Super Mario Golf or Mario Golf Super Rush because it felt incomplete to me. But to the people who wanted to jump in right away, they got continual access to new stuff over a six-month period, which is kind of compelling. Because let's let's be honest, when we talk about these multiplayer-focused titles, it's all about what have you done for me lately, right? 
you play the game at launch and you're playing the game like, you know, you're playing the game like all the time, but then interest starts to wane. And then Nintendo says, oh, well, here's some new courses and everybody goes back to it. Why would Nintendo do this? Well, a couple of reasons. First off, they needed more time to finish the game. Understandable. My response to that would be just wait to launch it. But here's another reason why Nintendo would do it. If you know that the game is likely to get uh, updates down the road, and Nintendo told us ahead of time that it would be getting free updates down the road, um, if you think it's likely that that's going to happen, then you are far less inclined to trade that game in. Like you're less in, l- less likely to go down to GameStop and say, here's my game, give me some uh, a paltry sum of money that I can use towards something else. And game trade-ins are like the worst thing possible for a publisher because the, the publisher sold that first game and it got played and then they don't get any money from that second sale. They don't get anything from that. So they want to avoid that as much as they possibly can. And one way to do that is to keep players engaged for a long period of time because then players are like, well, I don't want to get rid of this because it might have new content come out soon that's free or whatever. And so I do think that that is a good business strategy, although as a consumer, I'm not a fan of it. His idea of whether or not it was complete enough is really a personal opinion. And he's uh, inside out is absolutely right here about everything that he says, but it still feels kind of scummy to me for game companies. And Nintendo is certainly not alone here, uh, but for game companies to ship a game that is incomplete and then complete it as it goes, unless it's sold uh, like on Steam where they have like the early access thing. All right. Well, here's what Filthy had to say about that. They said, but then why not release the feature incomplete version for like $30 and then release content packs for like 10 And then you give the option to buy all of that for $60 later, which also makes a lot of sense to me. Like you think about it, like, uh, you know, the game is out. It's cheap for the people who'd want to jump in on it, but they don't feel like they are paying for things that they're not getting because maybe you won't be interested in the game when the extra content finally does come out. And so there's a lot lower barrier to entry and you're going to increase your sales. Now, of course, Nintendo, they have all the data and they know what what everybody's doing with this kind of thing. Uh, but they have to they have to weigh this. Is it better to make more thirty dollars sales and then possibly upsell those people to uh, forty, fifty, and sixty dollar versions later with with paid DLC, or is it better to make fewer sixty dollars sales where you've got all of the stuff? That's really hard to say. Uh, Bowser in chat or in chat in, uh, in the discord says you beat me to it. So like she, uh, agrees with filthy. Um, and then Bowser said, I think it's a discussion worth having. Otherwise start releasing with early access, like lots of PC games do. And that's something that we see, uh, quite often. In fact, one of my favorite games, um, one of my favorite RPGs, uh, Baldur's gate three, super, super fun game. I played the hell out of that 
so awesome. That game is in early access. They are continually updating the world, adding new things, adding new classes, uh, giving me reasons to go back into it, but I paid full price for that. Well, actually, I didn't pay full price. I got that as a review code. But, you know, if you're somebody who wants to play that game, you pay full price for that. And that's this early access. But it feels off to me because Nintendo is essentially doing the early access thing, but they're not calling it early access. And is it, am I being pedantic? Am I... Am I am I worried so much about the nomenclature, you know, arose by any other name, that kind of thing? Does it really matter if it's labeled early access? If when I look at it, I can say, oh, OK, well, I understand what's happening here. I don't know. Um, Filthy then responded. He said, good point. Putting an early access tag on it and then releasing digitally only until complete might have gone over better. Then when the whole game's finished, you release the physical copy. I can understand that 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 logic. The issue is that there are some people, and this is not a judgment on those people because I totally understand where they're coming from, that only want to buy physical games. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of games that come out for all systems that are not physical games. You can only get them in a digital form. And so you're out of luck for some games. But, you know, there's a, a bunch of people out there who they, they want to have the cartridge. They want to have that stack of red plastic cases on the shelf in their house that has all of their Nintendo Switch games on there. Uh, they're collectors. They just like having that physical object. And for those people to then sit for basically Nintendo to say, too bad, you can't play this game at launch because we're not going to launch a physical version until we're done with it. Uh, that would really tick off a lot of people. And I'm not going to make a, I don't like making a blanket statement, but it's in my, in my mind, I think a lot of Nintendo fans are the collectors. Like they're the ones that like to have that stuff. I personally don't care. I'm a digital guy. I prefer the convenience of digital, uh, over the, uh, collectoriness of the physical, but uh, boy, <laughs> if Nintendo did that, well, first off, it would, it would absolutely push people out of the physical realm and into the digital realm because they would want to be able to play this game with their friends. And if their friends are all digital and their friends are like, yeah, I'm going to pick up Mario, Mario golf, uh, super rush. Oh, you can't because you're waiting for the physical version. Well, that sucks. Um, Come on, buy it. And then they would buy it, and it would break them in that habit. And Nintendo wants way more digital sales than they do physical sales for multiple reasons. Number one, a physical sale can be resold. Number two, a physical sale literally costs more money for Nintendo to manufacture. Nintendo just has to put out a little code and then let people download the bits off the internet in order to do a digital sale, whereas with a physical sale, they have to manufacture it. They have to put it on a uh, truck. They have to put it on a boat. They have to put it on a plane. They have to ship it somewhere all over the world. And it's better business for them to ship digital stuff instead of physical stuff. So I, I think that, that the idea of releasing the physical product when it's finished would be bad for Nintendo PR-wise. Um, 
but good for Nintendo as far as pushing people away from the physical sales. So that's something to continue to think about. Inside Out replied to Filthy. They said, didn't the game review pretty well? I think they probably released it complete enough. I definitely prefer $60 up front as opposed to 30 with paid DLC later. I also don't think it's an equivalent of early access. Closer to a live service for a period, but that's also not equivalent. This is something different. I don't know if I agree that it's something different. I definitely feel like this is a game that is early access. And Nintendo has started basically down this, like this is not something that they do all the time, but it's definitely a trend that I'm starting to see where Nintendo releases a game and then they're like, all right, well, we know the game's not done, so we're going to keep doing stuff to it for a short period of time. Now, this is a terrible example, and this is why, you know, I don't, I should write things down ahead of time when I do a show. The only thing that's coming to mind is Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing shipped complete as far as I was concerned. (laughs) It absolutely shipped complete. And then it got a bunch of stuff after. This feels different than that. Mario Golf Super Rush feels very, very different that it did not ship with hundreds upon hundreds of hours of... I mean, okay, sure, you can play the same courses over and over and keep getting better and better, maybe for hundreds upon hundreds of hours, but it doesn't feel like the game is on that same level. You know what I mean? Um, Basically, Filthy then responded, uh, in general, the game reviewed well, but the common complaint was that it was too light on content. To which Inside Out replied, it does make for a more targeted experience. It's kind of like not giving you everything up front in an RPG so you can learn all them all of the mechanics first. Could also be done with in-game unlocks or even time to unlock the unlocks, but there's value to having the same for everyone regardless of experience with the game. For a new competitive game, it also makes sense to wait and add ranked mode until everyone has been able to play the game for a while. The business model itself is not inherently wrong. I think it would be fair to say it wasn't right in this particular case. I'm not knowledgeable enough to evaluate that since I don't own the game. But from the outside looking in, it seems pretty reasonable the way that Nintendo did it. To which I replied, I think you guys just did my next episode of Nintendo Switchcraft for me. Thanks. All right. Um, Bowser then replied, you know, it's a relatively new thing for Nintendo first party stuff to be this way. People think Nintendo equals good games on carts. The industry is evolving, but Nintendo is slow. Across the industry in general, the answer is don't buy games at launch. Wait and see if it is complete and functional. And yes, I agree with that 100%. And especially this... This, I don't know, it's a weird thing where Nintendo's games are always on this this different playing field than everybody else. And I'm just as guilty of this too. Nintendo makes phenomenal video games, but they've also made some real stinkers in my opinion. And I'm not going to say that Super Mario, no, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush is a stinker because I haven't played it. And I heard that the gameplay itself is fun, but you run out of things to do very quickly. And that is very reminiscent of Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party uh, had good gameplay, not enough to do, 
not 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 super well received and that's the that's the kind of thing that i think nintendo is i don't know maybe getting worse at is creating these uh good single player or not single player multiplayer experiences although at the same time you look at you know smash brothers mario kart uh splatoon arms all fantastic multiplayer experiences i don't know not every single thing that nintendo makes can be a 10 uh so that's something to keep in mind as well anyway i i think that this trend of developers re-releasing games that are not complete is going to continue because they know that whatever we whatever they do we're going to buy them uh that's why you know you look at like cyberpunk 2077 they knew it was super hyped and it was going to sell like crazy even if it was broken i kind of backfired on them you look at the final fantasy remakes on pc and uh the the pixel remakes the remasters um very cool way too expensive square knew that they were going to sell Nintendo knew that Mario Party was going to sell. They knew that uh, Mario Golf was going to sell. They know that these games will sell. And even if it has a low attach rate, there's so many Nintendo Switches out there that they know that they're going to make their money back. And I don't know how I feel about the idea of Nintendo having these games as early access. I don't think I'm a fan. I don't think I'm a fan at all. Uh, as my wife and I often say, I don't hold with it, bub, which we stole from a podcast that we listened to. Uh, I think that that, that right there, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I don't like it. And I don't know if Nintendo is in the wrong here, but it was definitely an interesting conversation. If you want to have interesting conversations like this head on over to nerdnest.tv slash discord and join our community discord with over 1500 other people and talk about video games uh without the drama because obviously that's just one example of awesome conversations that happen in our discord and you're missing out if you're not already there give a man an atari game and he'll turn into a little boy but don't worry he'll be grown up enough to share it all right everybody that's it for this episode of nintendo switchcraft thank you for hanging out with me i hope that you had a great thanksgiving i'm recording this on uh, black friday and it'll come out next monday unless you are in the early access club on patreon patreon.com slash run jump stomp get all of the episodes as soon as i'm done recording them and if you don't want to join the early access club but you just want to listen to all of these shows without any ads in them. Again, patreon.com slash runjumpstomp for as little as a dollar a month. You can get access to these episodes without any ads in them. Thank you for hanging out with me and listening to me talk about video games. Uh, I think that we are now uh, quickly approaching 2 million downloads of this show, which is just absolutely bonkers to me. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay awesome. Bye-bye, everybody.